Broadcasting from the KC Coyote Studios, you're listening to Carney Live on 102.7 KPGZ. Carney Live is presented by Carney Trust Company. Carney Trust, 310 West 92 Highway in Carney. The phone number is 816-628-6666. And now here's the hosts of Carney Live, Mike Davis and Jim Dickerson. And good afternoon to everybody on 102.7 KPGZ. I'm Jim Dickerson. Mike is actually out today. He and his wife are celebrating their anniversary somewhere up in Colorado. And I think they're on their way back now, but a well-deserved vacation for them. And then, of course, joined by executive producer Brian Watts here in the station and general manager. So uh, today we're going to continue with uh, kind of our theme we've been doing all month long. For those of you who've been following, we... Uh, took the memorial, instead of Memorial Day, we kind of dedicated it to Memorial Month. So we've been doing memorial service uh, or memorial uh, recognition things all month long. This will be the final show uh, as part of that. And uh, a really special show we have today. And first of all, I'd like to introduce uh, Aaron Winstead, who's with Honor Flight. And uh, then we have some special guests we have here as well. But uh First of all, welcome to the show, and tell us, just for the people who don't know, tell us a little bit about what Honor Flight is, what, how it got started, and what you guys do. So Honor Flight is a national organization, but Honor Flight Network of Kansas City, which is the hub that I started about 10 years ago, is solely for getting veterans to see their memorials in Washington, D.C., free of charge. And how? What, what was the idea? How did the idea come about to do that or... I actually heard about the organization from a former employee, um, an activity director that was looking for a way to celebrate our veterans. And so she reached out to the national organization when she found out about it. And that's um, truly how our hub uh, first was created. And so people who want to become involved in the honor flight, what do they need to do? How do they get signed up? Um, I know a lot of people see it on TV or if you're walking through an airport, you see the people walking back and forth and that sort of thing. But how do the, the, the veterans who want to become part of an honor flight, how do they get involved in it? How do they get hooked up with it? They can go to our website, Honor Flight uh, Kansas City, and get an application downloaded and send it in to us or email it to us. Um, if they're out of this area, they can go to the national website, um, you know, honorflight.org, that's national, and look up hubs in their area. And is there any any um, type of restrictions for people who who what, any, any qualifications they have to have to get to the honor flight? That really is directed more by the hub. So for us, as long as a veteran has served, um, we don't need their DD two fourteen. We don't need you know any other specifics other than they're served and the time that they served. So once they go on the honor flight or they get selected for the honor flight, what can they expect? to happen what what what's kind of the the footprint of what they're going to do usually about two months out they get a call from paula who is our list master and she asks about them going on the flight that we're planning for um we do a meet and greet the sunday or saturday before the flight happens um flight is an all-day event they're at the airport about 3 three fifteen in the morning and we got back this last flight about eight thirty or 9 and they see I'm sure how everything. I feel about the 3.30 in the morning <laughs> thing, but. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah. So um, 
then once they get to uh, to Washington, what what kind of things do they do? What what's the what's kind of the program? What goes on? One of the most moving things I think is just their welcome um, when they get to the airport. So we we use American Airlines and we charter our planes. And um, this particular flight, they had a band there. They had um, people that were just standing around to welcome them and greet them. And um, then we um, get on the bus and we have a full day of World War II, Korean, Vietnam, Lincoln Memorials. Um, We see the changing of the guards at Arlington and Aretha Lang there usually. We see the Marine Memorial do a mini tour of Washington, D.C., and we ended at the Air Force Memorial this last time. And and how many days is that usually? Yeah, that's just about eight hours. <laughs> we we that make, is a lot of stuff for eight hours. That's a lot of stuff for eight hours, and that's why we have park police that actually escort us through Washington. So we go through red lights. We take you know right hand turns out of a left lane. We do all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah, but I do that on a normal normal day, so I don't know. Well, you know, if you have park police, I guess it's okay. Well, I, normally <laughs> I don't. I have the police after I do it. Somehow they amazingly show up. But, uh, okay, well, so in studio we have uh, Mike Vaughn and Bryce Vaughn, and Mike uh, is a veteran of the United States Air Force, and you actually just got back uh, recently from one of these honor flights. Uh, Correct. I got back a week ago Wednesday. So how did you get hooked up into it, and and, uh, what all kind of transpired to get you on this honor flight? Well, I had watched them come back many times on TV, on the news. And I always thought this was a great program for the vets, but I probably wouldn't be that interested in it. But uh, it still intrigued me. Then my son called me and said, uh, Dad, I was up at the airport welcoming the people back last night, and I got you an application. Would you like to go? And I said, well, it sounds good to me. He said, well, two of us get to go. I get to go as your guardian. I said, well, that'd be great. Father, son, maybe close back together again, get to uh, do it together. So it took three years, and like I say, I didn't worry about it. I knew that the Koreans and vets needed to go. And then one day I got a phone call and said, hey, you're going, May. Already talked to Bryce, you're ready to go. And it was quite an experience. And so, Bryce, you were the guardian. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I guess you could call it so, like a babysitter. How? <laughs> How did you uh, work your way into the Guardian program? Because it sounds like a pretty good deal to me. Yeah, like my dad said, we uh, I, I'm part of the Honor Guard at Liberty Fire Department, and a bunch of us went up and welcomed a flight home. And uh, it that moment, I knew that he needed to go. Um, he's seen the traveling wall multiple times, but um, I knew before he was not physically able to go, he was either going to go on the honor flight or I was going to put him on a plane and we were going to go together because he, he needed to go and see his memorial. So, um, like you said, I gave him an application. I gave it to him for Christmas and three years later we jumped on board and, uh, physically he did not need a guardian, but, um, emotionally all of those guys need guardians because it's a whole different world when they get there. It was an honor for me to go. I, I can honestly tell you that um, in 47 years of being on this earth, I I didn't know what my dad did in Vietnam, except for the last two months that he was there. 
And that's because I seen videos and pictures of him just driving a backhoe and moving sand and building an airbase. But in 47 years, I didn't know what he did in Vietnam. He wouldn't tell me, wouldn't talk about it. Um, and that's like, that's how a lot of people are. And uh, so my goal when we got there was just to be in the shadows, just to follow him around, let him see what he needed to see, and uh, and just kind of soak it all in and, and see how it went. And it was a huge, huge eye-opener. And I learned a lot just from listening to him talking to other Vietnam veterans that were there. I didn't ask him any questions. I just listened. And uh, I know a lot of stuff that happened over there now that he was involved in just from listening to 89 other guys that were there at the same time. So, like I said, he didn't need a babysitter, but it was a, it was a true honor for me to go and, and experience this with him. And Mike, when you when you got there, did you um, even did you have a connection with even the people that you didn't know? We we talked before we went on the air that you you actually ran into somebody you knew, but that leaves uh, a large contingent of the airplane or the people that went out on this trip that you obviously didn't know. Did you find that you had a connection with those a lot of those people, even though you didn't physically know them because of what you guys had gone through? Well, there's there's a great connection between all veterans. Uh, no matter what branch of service they're in, uh, we know each other. We tell each other, thank you for your service. They'll turn around and thank us back. Uh, there's a wide connection of people in the United States that have served the country. We don't need to be introduced. We don't go out of our way to wear uniforms anymore. But the connection is there. We know who we are. And on the flight, when someone makes a statement, we understand that statement, not only from being in the service, but being overseas. They speak a language that we learned, and little things pick up, and you look back and think, oh, I remember what that meant. And uh, so, yeah, there's a great connection between everybody on the flight, the comradeship between the Marines, the Army, the Air Force. Everybody rants and raves at each other, but the comradeship is there. So when you got out there um, and you did the honor flight and, of course, all the events that she was talking about that are crammed into like eight hours, which would take me about a week to do, um, what uh, – I, I mean, for you guys, it's, it's, it's more than just um, a tour. In other words, this little sightseeing John out to Washington. And there's, there's more to it than that. What, what does it mean – What's what does it mean for you guys to be able to go out there and, and as part of this group and and experience this whole thing? Well, I think uh, I was impressed by quite a bit the the professionalism, the way it was handled, the uh, arrival. It just amazed me when we got to Washington. I'm not used to that. When we came back from Vietnam, it was a very special uh, trip back and did not go well. And so some of the stories you hear are true and it's a lasting experience that you remember, but this helps take that away. When we arrived and the uh, shooting water over the plane, the five or 600 people welcome us. Don't know them, never seen them before, but they're all there in red, white, and blue welcoming the veterans. And then when we got to the, to the memorials, you walk out and, there's lines of people lined up with flags welcoming us. 
they didn't know we were coming. They just saw the bus. So they all lined up and welcomed us, thank us for our service. I, uh, like I say, this was amazing to me because, like I say, I didn't expect that. And uh, I met a little boy from Cincinnati, probably fifth grader, walked up to us at the Lincoln Memorial, handed me a letter. And he was confused. Yes. <laughs> and it said, veteran. And I said, well, thank you, son. And he turned around and walked off. I mean, he didn't wait for me to open it or anything. Uh, later, I opened it, and here's a beautiful picture of an American flag, colored, uh, nice thank you from him, printed, beautiful letter. And actually, he wrote his name and his address on the bottom of it. I'd say he's probably fifth grade. But you could tell he was really nervous when he did it. <laughs> and uh, I made it very personal that within three days, I wrote him back a letter. And thanked him for his letter and et cetera, because I knew he was going back to school. School wasn't out yet. Right. And it was probably a school policy. And so we wrote, I wrote him a letter and personal letter thanking him. And I hope he appreciates it. But these are the things that we find. And then, of course, the memorial. I mean, I had been to the small memorials, but it's not the same. You look for your friends, you look for your comrades, the ones that came back, the ones that didn't. And just finding the name brings back a lot of memories. So it, it's, like I say, it's a fantastic experience for a veteran. I can't say enough about how well we were taken care of, how well the people welcomed us. And then when we got home, been gone all day, sleepy, tired, takes three days to recuperate. <laughs> and you walk into Kansas City, and here's five or 600 people knew you were coming with an honor guard and a band, and you think, where did these people come from? Because they're children and mothers and fathers, and, you know, it's just a fantastic feeling to come home to that welcome rather than the ones many of us came back to before. Right. Well, you know, I do go through um, D.C. and Kansas City, for that matter, but a lot, and uh, they seem to have these honor flight receptions pretty frequently because I'm in there, I would say – I don't know, half the time when I walk through there, there's one either getting ready to happen or it just happened or it's going on at the time. And it, it's kind of funny how such a busy airport, uh, that section of it comes to a grinding, grinding. halt uh, when this is going on. And to a person, everybody stops what they're doing, um, you know, lets the, the veterans go through and they've got the, the way that for them to go and all that sort of thing. But it's really it's really neat to see um, you know, at first it kind of takes, if you've, if you're, if you've not been there when this is going on and then you walk into it, it, it'll kind of take you off guard cause it's, it's overwhelming. It's a big deal, yeah. uh, the way it is. So I, I think it's great the way they, you know, the people stop and uh, do their respect, uh, for the, the people who've served, you know, who were able to do it. And, um, what I think's really neat is the fact that this came around. Um, I've seen some of the World War II guys who, um, you know, that for some of them, that was one of the last things they were able to do because obviously those guys are much older now. Um, but to see those guys go through there, and, and uh, of course they have guardians too that, that are helping them along. So um, what what was probably one of your – your most fond memories of the of the trip? I think the welcoming. Like I say, this impress I keep going back to it. 
but it impressed me so much uh, at the airport, at coming back from the airport, walking from memorial to memorial. I mean, we didn't go as a group. My son and I went by ourselves, and we could go wherever we wanted to go. And as we walked along, of course, we had shirts on that said Honor Guard, Honor Track. And people would just kind of wide open and thank you for your service. And, I mean, I've I've had this at a place, like if I go out to eat or something, somebody sees a hat, thank you for your service. I But to have it like that, everywhere you went was high school kids, and college kids, and older couples that stopped to thank you for your service. And this is, I don't want to say it's embarrassing, but it's something we haven't experienced. Well, and it's something, honestly, that's uh, overdue and, and deserved. We're talking to Mike Vaughn and uh, Bryce Vaughn and also uh, Aaron Winstead with Honor Flight. And uh, we're going to continue the conversation. We'll talk to Bryce here in a few minutes, get his perspective from the non-military, but as a guardian point of view, what he saw while he was out there. You're listening to Carney Live on 102.7 FM KPGZ. Say thank you to these local underwriters who support KPGZ. Carney Trust Company is uniquely Carney. They opened their doors in 1882 and have been financing goals and dreams ever since. Carney Trust has a team of experienced lenders and a qualified staff to assist you with all of your financial needs. Your success is their priority. Whether you're looking for traditional checking and saving services, or you need cash management, mobile banking, mortgage, or lending services, Kearney Trust will provide you and your business with the resources you need to succeed. Information, speed, and convenience are all valuable commodities in our fast-paced world. For Kearney Trust Company, technology is an addition to, not a replacement for the personal banking relationship they like to have with their customers. The people of Kearney Trust Company focus on and try to fit the needs of all their customers. Kearney Trust Company is your partner for success with two convenient locations in Kearney at 310 West 92 Highway and 701 Watson Drive in Price Chopper. The phone number is 816-628-6666. Kearney Trust Company, banking you can trust. Member FDIC. Welcome back to Carney Live, and thanks for joining us. A little shout out, real quick, to our good friends over at uh, Carney Trust who sponsor this program. It's great, great to have them uh, on board. Scott Milton uh, over there. It's, hope you're listening. I'm sure you are. Scott's always listening. I know he pays quite a bit of attention. We're talking today as part of our uh, continuing month long tribute uh, as it relates to Memorial. Uh, of course, we had Memorial Day, but we've turned it into Memorial Month. And we're finishing up uh, today with Honor Flight, and we have uh, Aaron Winstead in here, and then Mike Vaughn and Bryce Vaughn, who went on the Honor Flight. Mike, of course, served in the Air Force, and Bryce was the uh, guardian for the trip. And then, um, little little treat after we get done here, but we actually, uh, did you guys eat yet? No. 
Outstanding. So we, uh, some of our, our good friends over there at Jimmy John's right up the street here on, uh, just across from I-35 over, uh, by Price Chopper there, uh, sent over a, a little, uh, lunch box. So we've got some Jimmy John sandwiches. So this is going to work out well. Sounds great. <laughs> so, so, uh, yeah, go visit our friends over there at Jimmy John's. But, um, we were talking before the break, we talked a little bit, Mike was telling us, uh, what um, what it was like from his point of view. But I wanted to talk to you a little bit, Bryce. Uh, you were not in the military. I know you work for a fire department. We probably don't need to say which one, Liberty. But um, <laughs> so, but um, it, what was your perspective? Because obviously you weren't in Vietnam, but what was your perspective of watching what went on with these guys um, that had served? And then... Um, when they got over there, you know, you know, you hear and you see it on TV or whatever, and you, um, you hear about the memorial wall and that sort of thing. But to see these guys um, over there, it's a whole different meaning for them because, like Mike said, there's um, people they served with on that wall. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, so when we landed in Washington, like he said, the memorial or the welcoming at the airport was amazing. Um, and once we got on the tour buses and started doing the tours uh, of Washington, D.C., we landed at the World War II Memorial first. And, and we had two World War II vets there, one 95-year-old year man that I got to know pretty well by the end of the day. Um, you could see the transformation. So all of the, all the Korean and, and Vietnam vets, it was, they paid homage to the memorial, but they knew it wasn't their memorial. It was memorials for the folks that came before them. Got their picture taken in front of uh, the fountain, the memorial group picture taken. And from there, eventually, we wound up at what they call the Triangle, which is the Korean Memorial, the Vietnam uh, Wall and Memorial, and then the Lincoln Memorial, all right there together. We got to spend almost an hour and 15 minutes there. Um, but... From the jovial laughing and smiling and, and hanging out with your buddies at the World War II Memorial, the minute that that all of those gentlemen, including the man sitting next to me, uh, the minute that they stepped off that bus and they hit that rotunda in, in the middle of that triangle, you seen a complete change in mood, attitude, um, reverence. They were completely different. There was no laughing. There was no joking. There was no back slapping. It was arms were around shoulders, heads were bowed, hands were on names. Um, it was a completely surreal environment for me. And again, like I said, I was in a position to where I didn't have a stake in the fight, right? I wasn't there to to pay homage to anybody specifically. So... I was able to just step back, let the guys, including my father, because he was with his buddy that he uh, that he knew on the flight, so they were together, and I was able to take some very candid photos that that uh, you probably wouldn't be able to get to take if you were in the middle of everything, trying to be in the conversation, things like that. So I just stood back and watched, and uh, and just took some photos and let them have their time. So it was a huge transformation in, in their emotion 
the minute that they got to their their memorial. And it was the same for the guys in the Korean War too that that were at the memorial. We happened to get over there and and visit that memorial too as some of those guys were paying respect to the guys that they fought with. And it was the same same environment, same emotion, same reverence at that memorial also. So um just from a non-military perspective, now I was raised by all of my uh, elders, my dad, my grandfathers. Um, whether you're in the military or not, it's the military, that's who gives us our freedom, whether you're in the military or not. So we've always been raised to to pay respect to the guys and the, and the men and the women that serve our country. So it was a totally cool um uh, opportunity and experience to see those guys completely change emotionally when they got to their, um, their memorials. And Aaron, do you, do you go out quite a bit on these or? I've been, we've, this is our, this was our 34th, Fourth. I think. 34th. Yeah. Um, and I've been on all but one. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, what, what are some of the, what, what's some of the more memorable things that you remember over 34, there's got to be, I mean, obviously, when from it, the first to the, you know, to now, there's got to be. Every single fight, there's always something. But um, one of the, when you talk about the change and and being able to um, be reverent and, and actually resolve some of the issues that, for the Vietnam veterans especially, um, in the way that they were received when they came home and how they were treated, we had five World War II veterans escorted by their five Vietnam veteran sons. And so, you know, a, a healing experience for everybody in terms of how they were treated. I mean, because truly, it's it's one of those things you just, even if somebody's told me they've been to D.C. before as a veteran, I go, but this is a totally different experience. You have to know that they are treated with the utmost respect, and it's so patriotic and and. And just every single time, it doesn't matter how many times I've been on a flight, every single time when I see those veterans come off in D.C. and the guardians and the veterans start crying or tearing up, it just is something you can't explain or can't give enough credence to. So, And so um, I guess a, a, this is one of those experiences that everybody who can – should go should for. go for absolutely um the fear being especially obviously the world war ii there's fewer and fewer left but even in the vietnam era folks in the in korea um some of those folks don't have don't spend a lot of time on computers for example and may not know about it um so why don't we tell people once again if you know somebody probably a relative or something like that but it, even if it's not What's the best way to go about getting them involved or getting them their name on the list? Truly, I mean, we have an email listed. Um, we have paper applications. They can call um, me on my cell phone, um, 816-215-2746. Um, I've had veterans that have been on former flights that have called me and said, um, my buddy hasn't been on a flight. Can you please send me an application? I need to get them, you know, registered. Anything we can do. I mean, any way that we can get them on a flight, we're going to do that. So, again, Honor Flight KC is our website, and um, 
they can go there, download the app. If they don't have that access, have them call the phone number that's listed on there. We'll get them. We'll get them the information. And so, how how is this paid for? <laughs> well, and and I don't not specifically, but I know some. The first response that some people would say is, "I can't afford it." Correct. So. So how does that work? So veterans fly free, and so um, so for example, um, we have an a, an organization that has sponsored a golf tournament for us in Smithville for the last five or six years. That golf tournament's going on this Saturday um, at Paradise Point. Um, we are going to celebrate our ten year anniversary. We've been doing this for ten years. We have that coming up August third. So. It's all donations. I mean, and and I will tell you, it started with, you know, $5 here, a dollar there, $2 here, 10 cents, whatever we could get. That's how we went. And it has grown, you know, immeasurably over the last 10 years. But it's all donations. Now, the guardians, God love them. They pay their own way. And and Bryce will tell you they are ours for the day. (laughs) And that they... (laughs) Uh, There are specific rules. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Um and but I mean they take it so well and they do such a phenomenal job. We couldn't we couldn't do these things without the guardians because truly, as you said, I mean, that's a lot to put in in an eight hour time period. But um we do as much as we can with the time that we have. And when we started out, the guardians told or the veterans told us that they really didn't want to be gone for longer than a day from their family. So that's why we do the day trip. See, and it, it amazes me that you guys are able to get all of that into one day because it, it's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of stuff. And and if you saw an itinerary, you uh-huh. would realize it's just craziness. Yeah. But we do it. And then when the itinerary gets messed up and then things, yeah. We're shooting yeah, because you've always got to have, I, I'm sure the more you do, there's a weather issue or it rains, there's, snows, sleet, hurricane, whatever. There's any any number of things i mean again we learn something every single flight and and everything is fluid and that's you know the guardians and the veterans do a really good job of listening to us we have bus captains for each of the buses and this was our first flight where we took 80 veterans and 60 guardians because um it's based on you know how many we can fit on a bus so we had three buses this time and that was our first time doing that so and so are there some um some sponsors you'd like to give a nice shout out for because I mean they they I mean for sponsoring that or for donating to it or however they want to phrase it that's a that's a pretty well, significant thing the the partial payment um golf tournament that that we've had for the last six years is phenomenal um, cash accounting is one of the sponsors um, extreme Rhino is another sponsor for that particular entity. We can't say enough about our Daughters of American Revolution that help us with donuts and coffee and juice. We can't say enough about our Sons of the American Revolution that are there to do um, flag and just recovering Patriot Guards. Um, it it just – you cannot imagine the volunteers that, that go into this. And as they said, I mean, it's, it's really intricate, but we make it work, and um, – it's amazing the volunteers that we have and the time that they donate and the funds that they donate to help this happen. Well, Mike, I'll ask you if if you had something to say to a uh, another veteran out there and they were on the fence about going, what would you what would you say to them? I would uh, <clears throat> tell them, you know, that you lay back and think about it and say, "No, nah, I don't want to really go." 
it's too much. I don't want to be involved. I'll just sit here and watch it on TV. No, you can't understand the experience till you go. Uh, I signed up. I thought, well, it'd be good. I'll go see this. Bryce will get a big kick out of it. I think he'll love it. And I'd like to see the memorials. He thinks I'm 12. But <laughs> once, you, once you get on the plane, it's a whole different experience. It's like going back in time. I mean, uh, I would tell him, go. No matter what happens, go. Because you'll never forget the time you spend on the honor flight. That's a good. And, and so let's remind people, phone numbers they can call. Uh, website, all that sort of thing. So Honor Flight KC is our website. Um, my personal cell, 816-215-2746, um, basically is used for Honor Flight. I don't really get personal calls on there. And um, I can't stress enough. So um, if they think they want to honor someone by a donation, if they think they have somebody that needs to go, please do that. Because as they alluded to earlier, he was on a wait list for three years. It takes us that long, usually, somewhere between two to three years to get the veterans rounded around to get on a flight. And and that's because it is all donation-based. It's all volunteer-based. So if you want to honor a veteran that maybe didn't get to go, please make a donation so that other veterans can go. And is, is Kansas City the only place that's doing this? No. There's um, others. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's, no, there's, um, there's over – when we started, there were only about 50 hubs throughout the nation. There's over 120 now. And so, uh, and we do have people uh, who listen to the show outside of Kearney, obviously. How would they go about uh, getting a hold of, it, let's say they don't live here in Kansas City, their their uh, Again, family if, member lives in, I don't know, California or something like right. that. Right. If they don't have access to a computer, because there is a national counterflight, National has a website as well that has all of the different hubs on it. If they don't have that, have them call me. I mean, I'll look it up on the computer for them. And because there's numbers there, there's websites there that they can access for their particular hub in their area. And are the are the honor flights, um, are they similar in the way they're arranged as far as itinerary and that sort of thing? It really just depends. I mean, some of them do buses. Some of them do commercial flights. It really, every hub kind of dictates how they handle things. So it just depends. And so, um, Bryce, while you were out there, what was the, what was your best experience? What was the part you liked the best? Um, well, obviously spending the day with him and, and letting, <clears throat> excuse me, letting him get some closure. Um, but my biggest thing was with my background with the honor, honor guard for the fire department. Um, that's our main duties is funeral arrangements and funeral, um, for, line of duty deaths in the fire service. So Arlington national cemetery was a huge, uh, it was a huge thing for me. The, the cemetery itself, seeing all the headstones, all the sacrifice, the changing of the guard at the unknown soldier at the tomb of the unknown soldier. But knowing that eight or 10 guys in the military buried a lot of those folks, um, that was a huge thing for me. Arlington was really, really close for me. And then to top it all off, we, right before we left, we saw a four horse caisson flag draped casket family walking behind the casket uh, down the hill to to do the funeral services for them. The military uh, honor guard was waiting 
at the gravesite to do that. So that was a huge deal for me. Arlington really touched uh, uh, touched my nerves. So, um, but just getting to spend the day with him and and letting him get some closure and and uh, and, and and see his memorial that was that was huge. And Mike, what was it like um, being able to spend the day with with your son to experience all that with him there? Well, you got to realize he's kind of one of a type. Uh, you put up with him for 47 years, but uh, we spend a lot of time together and we've, I was a scoutmaster for nine years. So we were at summer camp. We were at baseball games. We were everything except military. And like I say, I never discussed my time in the service. So this was the time that I could share with him something that we had not discussed in the 47 years that we've been together. And my brother still doesn't know. No. he couldn't go. He couldn't get off work. The oldest, oldest son hasn't went, so. Well, you could have you had two guardians. I don't know. Oh, God, no. That probably would have went <laughs> way south real quick. <laughs> Might have ended in a jail visit. It could, could have been know, crazy. Like yeah, then maybe not a good idea. <laughs> We're talking with uh, Mike and Bryce Vaughn, and they both uh, recently went on the honor flight. Mike, of course, a veteran from the United States Air Force. Uh, Aaron Winstead is with us as well from Honor Flight. If you have any questions, um, we can try and get those answered. You're listening to Carney Live on 102.7 FM KPGZ. We'll be back right after this. Always remember to thank the underwriters for their support of KPGZ. Carney Trust Company is uniquely Carney. They opened their doors in 1882 and have been financing goals and dreams ever since. Carney Trust has a team of experienced lenders and a qualified staff to assist you with all of your financial needs. Your success is their priority. Whether you're looking for traditional checking and saving services, or you need cash management, mobile banking, mortgage, or lending services, Kearney Trust will provide you and your business with the resources you need to succeed. Information, speed, and convenience are all valuable commodities in our fast-paced world. For Kearney Trust Company, technology is an addition to, not a replacement for the personal banking relationship they like to have with their customers. The people of Kearney Trust Company focus on and try to fit the needs of all their customers. Kearney Trust Company is your partner for success with two convenient locations in Kearney at 310 West 92 Highway and 701 Watson Drive in Price Chopper. The phone number is 816-628-6666. Kearney Trust Company, banking you can trust. Member FDIC. America thought it was important to build a national memorial to the service and sacrifice of World War II, Korean, and Vietnam veterans. Honor Flight KC believes it is equally important those veterans get to visit and experience their memorial. Since 2008, Honor Flight KC has helped over 1,000 local veterans visit their war memorials in Washington, D.C. Honor Flight KC volunteers arrange all travel and provide simple medical accommodations for any veteran within a 150-mile radius of Kansas City. Top priority is given to America's senior heroes and any veteran with a terminal illness who wishes to visit their memorial. 
To apply or for more information, visit honorflightkc.org or call 816-215-2746. Honor Flight KC is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. And so there's a little uh, information for you for Honor Flight uh, KC, and we are with Honor Flight and Aaron uh, Winstead with Honor Flight as part of our tribute through the entire month of May for the memorial. Uh, we made it into a memorial month. Uh, for those of you who are joining us late, and Bryce, you'll be glad to know that I just got a message from the Carney Fire Department that they're all sitting in their yeah. station watching you now, so you've got to buy beverages for them. Yeah. But that's irrelevant uh, for this point. But for those of you who uh, tuned in late and want to see the, the show, uh, you can catch the podcast on our Facebook page, or I'm sorry, on our website, www.1027fm.rocks and you can also go to our Facebook page and see the video of it. You can also go to our YouTube channel and watch the video there. Um, there's like, oh, you can go to the app. There's like 400 places you can watch this. So if you missed it, I can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> it's everywhere. But anyway, it's an honor to have you guys in here. Mike, uh, of course, a veteran of the United States Air Force and then Bryce, you served well, I was going to say you served as his son, but that's <laughs> you are, but you served as his guardian on the trip. And um, one of the things I wanted to talk about, because it's come up a number, a number of times uh, through this month while we've done this memorial, kind of this memorial tribute for the month, but especially as it relates to the um, the treatment of the way the Vietnam veterans, when they returned, um, were treated back then. And kind of the shift in the nation of how people are treating our veterans now. Have you have you noticed that? Have you noticed the change in the way uh, uh, people react to, to the veterans now? I have, uh, say, the last, especially the last five, six, seven years. Um, we hear stories other people talk about, the news and the radio. We flew out. We landed in Tacoma. We went from Tacoma to Denver. We were in the uniforms we came in on. That's all we had over there. We walked into the Denver airport, three of us. We started across the marble floor. Protesters were up above. Where they threw coffee at us. They screamed at us. They threw water bottles at us, food. Uh, luckily, there was some police there that broke it up and got rid of it. But over there, we heard some of this, but we didn't know what was going on that much about the protests. And that's a lasting impression. I've had that impression ever since I come back. This welcoming overlaps that so much. But yeah, over the last seven, eight years, I've noticed more people are taking pride in their veterans. And they're letting people know that they are proud of the service that they did, not only in combat, but in peacetime. It doesn't matter. You're still a veteran. You're serving your country. And I've noticed the last five or seven years so much more of this is coming out in public to thank the veterans no matter where they're at. Yeah, no, and you bring up a good point. Whether you served in, in war or peacetime, if you served in peacetime, um it's just as important because there, if you weren't there, there wouldn't be any peacetime. Definitely. I mean, it just wouldn't happen. So, yeah, I think uh, uh, thanking the, the military members for their service to 
give us the freedom that we enjoy. Um, you know, they put their life on the line and, and all that to, so we can live the lives that we do. Um, and that's, that's probably, um, you probably see that quite a bit too with Bryce, with the, you know, when you do the tributes and the, all that sort of thing, the honor guard and that sort of thing, I, I think it's, it's spilled over a little bit. I think, uh, military into fire uh, emergency services as a whole police department it has fire and all that sort mm-hmm. of thing. So, um, that's good to see. Um, do you have anything, um, I don't want to get too deep into it, but anything you remember about your service that that's kind of stuck with you that you, you know, you'd like to share with maybe younger people who, because, you know, it's one thing, honestly, to, um, to read about it and say, oh, yeah, they went to Vietnam for a couple of years, but to live it is totally different. And a book or a video for that matter, although there are some shows that are on now that are pretty, I mean, kind of bring it to life. And we, we've talked about this before. If you take a, a World War II movie that has like John Wayne in it or something like that, they don't make it. It was made for entertainment and PR for, for a big portion. But then when you saw something like, uh, uh, what's a good example? Well, if you watch Band of Brothers or Saving Private Ryan, which still, it's a movie, but all of a sudden you start to realize, oh, it wasn't as non-eventful and glorious as I was led to believe. Um, there's, to to kind of, to show younger people, this is why, to prevent this is why we do what we do. Is there anything that, it strikes you that you you've always wanted to tell a younger person, Hey, uh, only thing I could tell them is, uh, you know, now that you volunteer to go and you make an position to do it. I think it's a great honor for a young man to get into. I think he'll come back a man. I think the way, our country is today, our young people need to grow up. They need to be part of something. Colleges are great. Football, great. Other things are great. But the military, if you're made for military, it's a great occupation to get into and a chance to serve your country. Do you think when you went through, did it change? I mean, because obviously you were a kid when you went in. Um, Did it, did it, just that short time you were there teach you some traits that really helped you further on down the line, the discipline, the, that sort of thing? Uh, yes, I, I definitely feel that way. And like I say, a lot of people thought, well, I wish they'd bring the draft back. Well, you learn so much when you go in. My father was fairly strict when I went in, but not any more than any other father. But uh, you learn to be a man in there or you don't belong there. People get out, but if you stay, you'll make a big change. I had a TI, which is basic training. 20 times a day, he pounded into our heads. Do what you're told. When you're told to do it, you'll never make a mistake. 20 times a day, we heard that all the way through basic. It still works for me. You don't have to be in the military. My my children. (laughs) 
I was just going to turn and say, so how many yeah, times you were you You don't have that? to be in the military to hear that. <laughs> yes, my, my Boy Scouts heard it also. But, you know, but, but it brings up a good point. Um, there, there were probably things I know. There were things that uh, he imparted to you that came from military that probably helped you as you grew up. Uh, absolutely. Like I said, I grew up with two grandfathers that were in the military. My dad was in the military. Both my, all my uncles were in the military. So it's a military family. So with that being said, do what you're told, when you're <laughs> told, how you're told. Yeah. We get that, but we were also told, I mean, we were also taught honor and respect and, um, reverence. and reverence. So, um, I have a son that's almost 14 and since I couldn't, I mean, I can teach him some of that military background that was handed to me from my father. Um, but I teach it to him through Boy Scouts we put him in scouts when he was young. He loves it. And and their foundation is based off of military teaching. Respect, honor, obedience, reverence, all of that. So um it actually, you know, I hated it when I was a kid. Obviously everybody does. Firm hand, but now but that But it I'm, sure helps you later. Right, it absolutely does. And 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 so as part of the honor flight, they do a mail call. So when they come home on the flight, they come home, all of your family members and your, your relatives and students and everybody is asked to write a letter to your veteran. So all of our family wrote letters to my dad and I wrote my dad a letter and, and I can probably recite it to you verbiage, but the, the premise of it was, is that because I didn't know what, he did there i realized later in life that i didn't need to know what he did over there he went because he was told to go and he did what he was supposed to do because he was told to do that i mean he didn't really have a choice obviously so i put in the letter parts of it is that uh i realize now i don't need to know because it kind of steered me towards my career path a path of service in the fire service. And we don't, we don't look for the pats on the back. We go do what we're supposed to do when we're supposed to do it, when people call us and they don't need to know what we do and why we do it. We just, and that's exactly how I feel about what happened with, with all of those men and women in, in Vietnam. I don't need to know what they did. I just know what they did. You know what I mean? I know why they did it. No, and you bring up a good thing or a good point. And this actually came up on one of the shows. I think it was last week or was it two weeks ago? We talked about military personnel and people who take the military people for granted because you don't know what they did. You know generally what they did. Yeah, I served in Vietnam. That doesn't tell the whole story. And we had a gentleman in here uh, it was either last week or two weeks ago, who was in World War II. And he told a story, and I'm, I won't go into it, but the baggage that he carries with him uh, and has for all these years, no one around him knew that until, you know, he, I forget how, what is he, 97, 92, something like that. 
but for all these years, the things that he saw and did, um, nobody understood or nobody knew. And he's not alone. All these guys, these military guys who served in World War II, Vietnam, Korea, whatever the case may be, and some who were here at peacetime have had things happen um, that nobody understands. And much like you're talking about with whether it be the military, law enforcement, fire, EMS, whatever, you see things, but it doesn't mean you walk around talking about it the whole time, which doesn't mean it didn't happen. Right. So um, that's why I think, and I've talked about this before, I think it's so important to pay respect to our military personnel um, because of what they've done and what they still live through today, even though they may not be, they may be retired actively, you know, uh, discharged or whatever the case may be, but what they went through for us absolutely deserves recognition. And uh, the honor flight thing, I think, is outstanding. The the program you guys have and the program you've put together and the um, the 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 way these guys talk about so highly. And we've had people in here before from Honor Flight, and the people I've talked to when I've been in D.C. or whatever the case may be, to a person are floored with the whole experience, which I think is outstanding. So um, for somebody who's thinking about it, let's give that information again, because I don't want somebody to watch this show on Facebook, YouTube, whatever the case may be. The uh, What's the app called? TuneIn app. There's seven other apps. Um, I don't want them to miss it. So if they want to get somebody in an honor flight, how do we do it? honorflightkc.org. Um, there are applications on online there. Um, there is um, an email. They can email us um, if they don't have access. Um, they can call me, 816-215-2746. Um, we will try to get them on a flight as soon as we can. Um, and again, like you said, doesn't matter whether they were in service um, for our hub, doesn't matter whether they were in service during war times or peace times, we want them to be able to have a flight Either way, um, if they have medical issues um, and need to be prioritized, we just need a doctor's statement for that. We we have had people that are wheelchair-bound, O2-dependent, insulin-dependent, and we still get them on a flight. So we'll make any type of arrangement that we can to make sure they get honored. And I think it's important, although I think it's incredible that you guys are able to get this into one day, but, Mike, what you said earlier is a key point. There are a lot of people out there that don't want to be away from home for more than a day. And so the ability to run out and be able to do that for a day, granted, it's a full day. It's a full day. Anybody sleep on the airplane on the way over? Oh, yeah. Everybody sleep on the way back? Pretty much. <laughs> Until mail call. I don't know. I, didn't, I mean, some were catnapping, but like yeah. you said, as soon as mail call hit, there was it was, yeah. It was I pretty, had five Marines pretty wild. me, and there was no sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had the numbers on that flight, the Marine yeah, there Corps There more did. Marines than anything. <laughs> oh, and that, it, truly, as we said, though, that was our first flight that we had that many Marines. It was just, but, and, and the bantering back and forth, it, it should be something that should never be missed. I'm just saying. It's it, probably something, it's one of those things, what happens on that airplane should stay on that airplane. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so... The jokes cannot be repeated. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> but, I, but I bet they're pretty good. They are good. Yep. So the best, the best one I heard was from a 95-year-old World War II veteran. 
I bet, I bet everybody on the plane was just sitting there going, I never thought of that. That's actually quite funny. <laughs> well, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure having you guys in today. I, I thank you so much, uh, Aaron, for coming in and, and talking about, not only talking about the honor flights, but helping coordinate and putting them together. That is outstanding. I'm glad you guys had a great time with it. I'm sorry there's so many fire people uh, listening and you're going to have to do part of the thing you do. But I tell you what we are going to do here in about um, 33 seconds, according to the clock on the wall, we're going to have ourselves some Jimmy John's, courtesy of the Jimmy John's up the street here in Kearney, Missouri, because they love us as well. It's been a pleasure having you today on uh, Carney Live. Next week is the best of Carney Live, I think, because we'll be over at the chamber meeting. So Mike should be back in town two weeks after that. I'll be with him then. It's been a pleasure having you today as we close out our uh, Memorial Month here at 102.7 KPGZ and on Carney Live. Look forward to seeing you next time. Have a great day.